is the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast, telling the story of Kosciuszko County through the eyes of those who have been here lifetimes and those who have just arrived. The mission of Clearly Kosciuszko is to craft a sense of place and pull all corners of our county together. The story of our community is ever unfolding and needs you. Each month, we'll talk with those involved in our community and invite listeners to play, learn, and grow alongside us. Now, the latest edition of the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast with your host, Jody Claypool and Ryan Martin. It is another fantastic Kedco Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast. Uh, the first one of 2022. Maybe not the first one released in 2022, but uh, the first time that we've been back in the studio after the holidays. Uh, Jody Claypool, my co-host, good to see you this morning. You too, Ryan. Uh, and uh, we have a very special guest with us here. Uh, first things first, uh, what did Clearly Kosciuszko mean to you, Jody, over the Christmas holiday season? Well, you know, it was clear to me uh, <laughs> that I... Definitely consider clearly Kosciuszko in this area home. Uh, as I was traveling out and about, um, I, I miss this place. Yeah. You know, and when I got back, I was like, you know what, this is home. Glad to be here. Yeah. yeah. So that was a curveball, by the way. Jody did not know I was going to start the podcast that way, but I echo your sentiments, Jody. Uh, we went uh, back to back into the Central Plains, down into Kansas for the holidays to see my wife's side of the family, and uh, I can clearly say, clearly. Kosciuszko was home. It was good to be back as well. So uh, enough, uh, enough aside. Uh, that's that, that's the podcast for today, folks. Thanks for joining us. We'll <laughs> yeah. see you next week. Appreciate uh, you being here. No, we uh, we actually have. I'm excited about the guests that we have here today. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, faith based building of schools in, in the Dominican in the Republic. Dominican Republic. So Jody, who do we have with us here today? Today we have Rod Wildman, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> and uh, he is co-founder of an organization called Second Mile Missions. Okay. And their, yeah, their mission is to uh, build schools, uh, Christian schools, okay. in the Dominican Republic. So how you doing, Rod? Really good. Really good. It's Glad good to, to be here. You. Yeah. 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 It's clearly a, a good group to work with. Oh, I like it. You know, hey, you know, we have this meeting coming up later this month with Alan to make sure that we have the we set the direction for 2022 for the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast and things like that. Alan Teo, uh, head of KEDCO, by the way. Uh, and, and clearly, we are getting ahead of Alan by mentioning clearly as often as we can with Clearly Kosciuszko. So thanks, thanks, Rod, for playing along. Anyway, um, <laughs> all right, so take us through the, take us through the adventure that is. Uh, you know, we want to talk backstories and all that, but let's first of all talk about, about the mission and, and, and how, did, how you end up in the Dominican Republic. Well, it's a good story. And uh, uh, my family's been here since the mid-60s, early 60s. My dad moved here uh, to start a business, Wildman Business Group. Mm -hmm. And so um, he just saw it that it was a good, good place to, uh, a lot better place than where we were before to start a business and get it going and stuff. And so uh, a lot more opportunities here. But uh, um, always been involved with churches and stuff like that as growing up. Um, so we, uh, the Wildman family, which has grown and is very big, uh, decided to celebrate my parents' 60th wedding anniversary uh, in the Dominican Republic and celebrate it, and, and everybody got to go along. So there was 40, I don't know, 40-some of us all, you know, kids and, and grandkids and all that kind of stuff. And, and before I went, um, a couple months before, 
I just felt like God was leading me to um, do something to help people. I had no clue, just to just to help, you know, and and knew it is is kind of a third world country, and which it is, and and uh, so I called, started making a whole bunch of phone calls and trying to get hold of somebody, and in the area where where we were vacationing, Punta Cana area. Uh, there was a pastor who spoke very good English, and so it was easy to work with, Pasquel Borel. And, uh, and so he said, just bring, bring down a lot of stuff. Bring down clothes. We need clothes, especially shoes. We need medicine, uh, vitamins, uh, stuffed animals. And so my wife and I were both teachers, and so um, we had this big, huge party with 100, I remember it was 144 kids packed into a room about this big. What? Oh my! Yeah, twelve <laughs> by twenty or something like that. You know, hotter than snot. And uh, but it was it was awesome. And we handed out all this stuff and did everything. And and I thought I was done. You know, I thought okay, I did my duty, whatever I was supposed to do. And then uh, the pastor comes. Hey, we have some other places I'd like to show you in a couple days. Can I come and get you? And this was over Christmas of two thousand six. And and I go sure. We'd love to see off the the you know, the resort and the reservation kind of, you know, and, and go see what's going on. And so uh, he took my wife and I to a lot of other areas and ended up in a um, Haitian immigrant village. And and uh, Haitians come over illegal, a lot of them illegally, because it's the land of opportunity for them, better than Haiti, Dominican is, you know, on the island. And uh, wow, it was amazing what we saw. And uh, just the poverty... And there's just all these kids running around. And my wife actually asked, uh, what's, why aren't these kids in school? And he said, there are no schools for them. And, and just off the top of my head, I go, what, gosh, you know, what would it cost? You know, give me a number. What could, how could we start? Because there was an old building in this village, that, that concrete block old church that we could have used. You know, we could use, and, and it was vacant and stuff. And he goes, oh, probably $800 a month. And it just hit us both like for only $800 a month you can give kids an education and we go we're in I mean it just really impacted we're in whether it's just us two doing it or whatever in my mind it was the whole family could get involved or I had no clue but I just thought we're we'll commit to this let's get it going and so that's that was the start of it and uh, that was in we actually opened the school in 2000 fall of 2007 with 60 kids and uh, and this little building, and we outgrew it in three years, built a bigger school, and we now have around a thousand kids uh, going to school. Now you mentioned that it's for for Haitian immigrants it's, only, or it's a, a all comers. All comers are okay. um, are really it's it's they have to qualify because we have a sponsorship program that supports their education, and so they have to qualified to be so poor i guess if you want to put right. it that way um and and they get a free education and they're um and the reason it's so important is that there's just not enough schools there there are no in the area that the local paper that was that uh, did a research you know did a survey and uh a few years ago and there was over five thousand kids in that area that don't have the ability to go to school nothing and uh there's not any buildings. There's mm. nothing to go mm. to unless you, are, you have the money to go to a private school, which is hundreds of dollars a month, and they can't afford that. So, so and and has the we've I know, and you mentioned the date that was thrown out that you started this. Uh, there's been at least two uh, earthquakes 
and uh, and a couple hurricane hits too. Does that fluctuate? Does that how does that impact the need down there as well? Especially most of those hit on the uh, for Haiti, but does that drive more immigrants over and therefore increase need in your schools as well? Yes, it does. Yeah, it it yeah it just compounds the problem. Right. I guess yeah they're coming over. They're you know we've we helped out a lot. We went into Haiti from Dominican when we were down there and and took in supplies and all mm -hmm. that and saw the devastation and but. Yeah, they. I mean, their buildings. There's just nothing, and the, and we went back like a couple of years later, and it's still a rub, pile of rubble. They haven't cleaned up. They haven't done any of that stuff. So they're just leaving and trying to get to the area. And especially, there's 106, 110 resorts on in our area there, and so they look at that as uh, opportunity, jobs, anything. Yeah. So talk about the local connection then. So you, you, that, yeah, that's right. how it started. Yeah. Uh, the 10-year challenge, Jody, how it started, how it's going. So that's how it started, but now how's it going? Talk about the local connection here. Well, it's, it's been really neat because about we've, we've spent almost $2 million in buildings down there. And uh, we have two schools. One, one is a uh, uh, preschool through high school, and that has around uh, – 700 kids in it and then the other one we just built and just opened this year is a uh, uh, elementary school right now and with plans to go on but right. of all the building all that that probably 80 at least 80 percent of that all came from Kaskaskia County area and the local people here of supporting it just donations and it's it wasn't huge donations it was everybody you know thousand dollars here a thousand there just that kind of stuff once they saw what we were doing and saw what how it impacted the kids and the people in the area and it, it goes farther than just kids it goes I mean, you're impacting the kids, but it also impacts the families. And all of a sudden, you're involved in these families, and you're doing stuff to help the families too. And mm -hmm. and uh, but uh, and then the sponsorship program, where um, we have over 500 people in our sponsorship program. And it's forty dollars a month to sponsor a kid uh, to go to school, send them to school. And um, yeah, again, that's probably ninety percent from the Kaskaskia County area. Um, we do have other people and other around that see what's going on, but most of it's right here, which just blows us away because it's it's kind of a small area, you know, when you think of this much money going through something like that, and, and uh, it's kind of neat to see that. And so, how have how have you gotten the word out? I mean, where where are you <clears throat> connecting with your donors and the people who are partnered with you? Well, it started out as just my wife and I who started this, and, and uh, it was just went to church and started telling people, hey, we got this thing. We, you know, and it was small then, and, and just started talking in churches. They go, well, hey, come over and tell me the whole story. And so then I go to their business, or I go to them, and they donate, or, or people just got involved in that way. And then the, as the word spread, it started just, and it's just pretty much the whole marketing scheme at that time. I don't know. I was a PE teacher. I don't know anything about marketing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I go, you go to the market and buy fruit. I don't know, you know, but uh, yeah, it was just word of mouth, and it was just somebody knows somebody, and I'd be in the local coffee shop because I'd quit teaching to run the ministry, and and uh, you know, you'd run into somebody and say, "What are you doing now?" Uh, all of a sudden, the story's out, you know, and you're telling the story, and and that's that's the way it was, and yeah. and uh, it and growing up in the area. I had a lot of contacts and stuff, and so when I'd see people, I just, I have the gift of gab, and so I, I'm sure people would see me coming, and they'd scatter, you know, uh-oh, here it comes, you know, but yeah. It's a good mission. It really is a good mission. So you were talking about the 
schools, um, and you had talked a little bit about the grades that you're supporting. Can you go into a little bit more detail about that and then where you guys plan on growing as far as uh, supporting what grade levels and, and education? Yeah, so we have, we have two elementaries and then one high school and two preschools that go along with each of the schools there. Um, and that's just like our regular schools here, you know, elementary is, is pretty much kindergarten through sixth grade. And, and uh, the second elementary that we started is, is uh, the morning, in the morning it's all English. And so then in the afternoon it's Spanish. And so um, we're trying to Im- imitate the, uh, uh, Eisenhower does it. I think they have a program that Eisenhower, where I can't remember the name of it, but it's um, the kids go to school and they, they're all Spanish in the morning oh. or. Dual immersion. Yes, yeah, Dual thank immersion. you, yeah. thank you. Yeah, and I think, uh, uh, Leesburg might be doing it mm-hmm. now too, or something mm-hmm. like that. So we went, actually went and watched that program, and saw oh, it's an awesome program. But uh, so we're Im- we're imitating that and doing it, except the opposite, you know. And so that they're learning, they're learning a lot of English in our schools. So that, um, well, with all the resorts and all the people coming in, if you know English, if you have an education, you know English, you you you're set. You know, you can you can do a lot. Fantastic. That. Well, that's actually that was giving me my next question is. Um, the graduates from the school, what, what sort of things are those graduates moving on to do? Um, well, we just did a sur- our last survey, and, and it was right around 50% of them went on to um, universities. And universities are different there than here. Um, they're pretty much free. You pay an a inscription fee or a sign-up fee and then buy your books and stuff, and you get to go to universities free. There's no campuses. There's no housing or anything. So you just drive or take the bus or whatever it is to the universities there. So it's it's a pretty neat program if you get out of high school. The problem is a lot of kids don't ever get out of high school. or they're only about The average is third or fourth grade for an education there. And uh, so this is that. And then a lot of them work in the resorts or in the resort, the tourist industry, you know, a restaurant or that kind of stuff. And they, they have an education, and so they can speak, especially if they can speak English pretty well. That's just, uh, and they can do anything, work in the shops and stuff like that. Fantastic, fantastic. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, take a step back. Let's learn about the origin story of Rod Wildman. Hmm. So you'd kind of given us a little bit with your dad moving to town, starting the Wildman Business Group. But so you're you're a what we would call a native, mm-hmm. you know, been mm-hmm. here your whole life. You went to Warsaw, yes, public schools, yeah, Warsaw, uh-huh. all uh-huh. the way up through. Yeah. Right. So we we actually moved here. I was seven from Napanee and uh, uh, went to a elementary school, which was Adams Grade School, which probably nobody in here this room's old enough. To, but uh, it's where the Zimmer building is right now. It was there, right which, here. Which Zimmer? It's a campus out here. So oh, the one right here. Yeah, the, the big one. So, right? used to, five. so I'll date right. myself. You're talking Adams Elementary. I know it as the freshman high. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was actually half and half. It was half elementary, and it was Adams grade school, Adams Panthers. And, you know, if there's anybody out there, we were tough. And, uh, and then the, um, the other half of it was the junior high. Okay. And then eventually they made it all junior high, and I went to Lincoln for my sixth grade. Okay. Yeah. And then the junior high was at the same position, place okay. there. And then we actually had a freshman high where the um, retired Tigers building is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the freshman high. And then you went to, 
uh, high school. I went to high school and graduated from where um, was it Lakeview, Lakeview Middle School is now. Yeah, yeah in 1974. So. so for those listeners who are not familiar with the area, um, there's a lot of pointing and agreement going on. <laughs> but, yeah, it's but, yeah. essentially yeah, the, the, the natives are pointing and <laughs> yes, doing stuff, right. and, and Jody's just sitting over here going, "Oh yeah, that's great." <laughs> so, so some of the key hallmarks when you're driving into town is there's a big brown building, a, a big business-looking building. Um, on the north side of town, and uh, that's the Zimmer uh, headquarters. It was the Zimmer headquarters. Right. Apparently, that used to be a school right next right. to the Center Lake Park, which, by the way, is beautiful. Yes, yeah, absolutely beautiful. And that wasn't the Center Lake Park no, at that time. Was that was the the football high school football field. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, so we yeah in our PE field and track and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it was it was a great building. It was one of those old buildings. Oh man, I can give the stories, but. Is one of those old buildings that had the big, you know, eight-foot windows, you know, huge things. And they tilted out or in if you opened them. Right. And so if you tilted them kind of backwards and put some strain on them, a little pressure on them, and then you could steal your buddy's book and put it on there and let it go. And it would flip it out down yep. three stories into the parking lot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd trouble get in trouble makers. for not having a <laughs> book, you know. <laughs> That's right. Rod's been told. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, been yeah. Told yes. those yes. things could happen. Yeah. What's yeah. interesting is good because I learned a lot of these from watching people do this, and and then when I was a teacher, I go, Nah, 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 you can't get away with that. I, I, just, I know what's going on here. You know, so yeah. So what uh, what sort of things did you, what what sort of student were you? What sort of a participant in the school system were you? Were you, did you play sports? Yeah, had a pretty good sports career here, okay. and uh, and graduated, went on to Purdue, played football there. For Fantastic. a few years, so I had an injury and stuff, and so, um, but yeah, so I had a, had a, it was fun. It was a great, great high school career, and and uh, uh, just fun. You know, I had what, a lot of friends. Uh, what were you on the team? A quarterback, running back. I was running back and a linebacker. A linebacker. Yeah, back really? then you played both ways. You know, wow, so, all yeah, right. Yeah, okay. and went down to Purdue and as a running back, but eventually became a linebacker again down there. Yeah. So and if you meet, if you meet Rod. Mm-hmm. And I hope you do. When he says linebacker, you're going to have the same reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you look fast. Even now, I bet you're faster than I am. I bet you oh. you get out sprint me. But linebacker, I don't know. I don't know if I'd see that. Well, I was a lot bigger then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I lot lifting and doing that. I weighed about two twenty five. You're and, kidding me. No, and at that Holy time, he smokes. Yeah, two twenty five was good size. That was a mid. 70s you know so guys weren't 300 pounds running you right know? so and i ran a 4 6 40 and so that was yeah that was doable then you yeah know, so yeah yeah, right yeah. and uh so uh high school purdue football then on the heels of that came back here to teach eventually all right yeah. so walk us through the walk well, us through the journey yeah well i after i didn't graduate right away i didn't stay in purdue once football was over i was kind of one of those type of college kids where I was there to play football and yeah uh, and uh so I I took off and and for the next six seven years I had a lot of good adventures where I hitchhiked across the country three or four times uh lived out west a lot up in Alaska um lived in ski resorts and did fun things like just worked my way through washing dishes or roofing or construction or whatever it was for those years you know and and had a great time a lot of and and I had good parents because I was the youngest, and 
and my older brothers and sisters all had real jobs and, and uh, uh, were making something of themselves. And so my dad didn't pressure me too much, you know, and, and, uh, <laughs> and they had grandkids to worry about. So they weren't, you know, giving me that hardship of, yeah. you need to get a job, you know, type <laughs> thing and that kind of stuff. So, well, um, that's the, uh, the uh, part of uh, your autobiography where people are going to kind of, that's the journey. That's like the... Yeah, character building montage where you get into the the kind of the fun intricacies of yeah. God's backstory. But uh, but then it once I, I was about well I I actually ended up graduating at twenty six and I finished up my PE degree at twenty six and and I was sitting in class just this one day you know and I was looking around and everybody else and and we were doing like PE stuff softball and all that stuff that you had to learn oh my gosh it was it was a great class and uh but. They're all like 19, you know. <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing here? You know, it just hit you. You know, like, what the heck am I doing? I'm just, you know, I'm not 19 anymore. And, you know, and so it started working my way back towards uh, being responsible. And so I ended up graduating at 26 and, and uh, um, it started, well, I, I didn't quite look for a job yet until yeah. I got married at 28. And then, yeah. That changes things, you know. So, well, don't feel bad. Uh, I just had that phenomenon this last week. I'm I'm working on developing uh, a skill set in what's called the XR world. So it's like doing programming in in virtual reality and augmented reality. And these classes, I told I went out and had dinner with my boys uh, last night, mm -hmm. and I I told my younger son I said, every one of these guys looks like you and yeah. talks like you. I was like I, I I'm like holy crap. I'm in class with my younger son. Yeah. And they're teaching me. They are, I mean, I, I just, I oftentimes feel like, you know what, maybe I'm, maybe I'm a little too old to be doing this. <laughs> but you know what? No. No, not? you're not. No. no you not get into it, you mix it up, you figure yeah. out how to do it. It, it. it seems like what I learned, they don't mind that you're no. a little older and stuff like that. They just accept you. And when I did my master's degree, you know, I got my master's degree, kind of the same thing, you know, yeah. I was in my 40s and, and, uh, Gosh, it was just like, uh, I didn't care. Nobody cares, really, you know. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's, it's, but every once in a while you look around going. And then, so I got married late and then had kids late. And so I'm in my 40s again, and my son is in, I'm really in my mid to later 40s. My son's in kindergarten. And that's another one of those stories where I'm looking around, and all these moms are like 20, it looked like, you know, and I'm 46 being the dad, and I'm sure they're thinking, Oh, it's nice his grandpa came, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he's supportive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, you know. So we, you talked about um, the journey. Um, let's shift and talk a little bit then what you've seen change. So we, we talked about the Zimmer building used to be Freshman High, used to be Adams, where the football field was. Yeah, and this county has so much going for it now. It had a lot going for it back in the day, too. What, what have you seen change just in terms of the landscape of, of what people think of Kosciuszko County when they're here? I mean, the lakes have always been here, but some of this other stuff has been really developing. Yeah, a couple big changes because we lived – I haven't lived here all the – most of the, probably most of my life I've lived here, but I've moved away for years and stuff like that and come back. And probably the biggest changes um, I see is like – Winona Lake and and how it's in you know changed completely from it was kind of a little dumpy town in the 80s and uh, um, 
And so it's, it's turned into the village, which it is now, and the shops, and, and brought in a lot of that. And the whole town has just kind of renovated itself, what's fixing up the houses and stuff. And, of course, the cost of all the houses are a lot more now, but, mm -hmm. but still, that goes along with it. But it's just such a nice place that people want to come to. And you can go, you know, you go to Fort Wayne, I have kids that live in Fort Wayne and stuff like that. But, you know, you talk to people, they go, oh, why not Lake? Well, that's the cutest little place. That's the neatest little place to go to, you know, and I love the shops and all that. And, and, and of course, the lakes are still here and, and the lakes are getting better, a lot cleaner. Why not Lake? So much cleaner than it was back then. Yeah. And, um, and those things. But uh, also, I, I see Grace College and the big change in the last probably 15 years with it. And it's such a neat university college now, I guess, and a, but a neat place to go to school where my wife graduated from there in, in the 80s. And it was just those little kind of little Christian college that, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and, and I want to be nice here, but it, it wasn't. <laughs> What it is now, it's very appealing, and, and a lot of people, you know, go to it and, and stuff like that. Yeah, the that. campus offers, is beautiful. Yeah, and it's it offers beautiful. a lot more stuff yeah. to do there and, and, and everything. And it's uh, interesting to see, um, and I, I guess I'm, I'm speaking a little out of school because I'm not that familiar with how other communities have uh, joined together and part, really partnered with the colleges, mm -hmm. but I see a tremendous amount of partnership with the local community yeah. and Grace College. Yeah, yeah. And so, anyway, it's just that those kind of things that I've seen. Yeah. So um, you're a native, and you've seen some changes, right? And yeah. we, the the goal of this podcast is to to help people who might be in your demographic or come from your lens, uh, turn the wheel and drive into Costco County. Either turn it left, or turn it right. So if somebody's driving down the road right now, listen to this podcast. What would make them Turn the wheel. I think that the, just the lakes that you have here and the opportunities with the lakes and the, the resources there. I mean, you can get on any of the lakes real easily with canoes, kayaks. My wife and I kayak all the time in, in the whole county. You know, and our goal is to hit all the lakes and all the county and the rivers and stuff. And um, it, it just to do that, you know, I mean, the, just that part of it. You have the trails in Winona, and that's another thing that they've developed. And, um, the greenway that you can walk on or ride your bike or whatever, but then the actual mountain bike trails, you almost 10 miles of mountain bike trails back there that are awesome. I do them. I ride them all the time, you know, and I, I live right beside them, so it's easy, but, um, yeah, they're just great. And it's some of the best around. Well, and if and, you're, if you're from this area and you've been to this in this area for any period of time and you have the slightest inclination to be mountain biking, you're going to be one of those people. Yeah. You're going to be a mountain biker. It's, I experienced it. I, we've got a, a handful of guys that we know, Rod and I, I'm pointing to Rod, that that's what they talk about half the time yeah. is their bike or something they're doing <clears throat> to their bike or what, what they just experienced on the trails. And that's not to knock mountain bikers. We have phenomenal trails. Mm -hmm. they're, they're fun to ride. All the time, it's it's like almost a new experience every time you're out. There. Yeah, 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 it's it's really phenomenal. And then and then there's just a lot of groups that have grown up around the biking industry around here too. Yeah, um, there's a big road bike thing. And my brother and I started before missions. We started Second Mile Adventures, mm -hmm. which takes men out. We man, we go out and take them out in the Rocky Mountains and everything, and backpacking and get lost and have a lot of 
cool dangerous adventures and stuff like that. You know? <laughs> so for those who are interested, reach out to Second Mile Adventures. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to get lost in the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> there are people out there that will like uh, it. Yeah. But uh, just, you know, those things to get involved with. A lot of there's yeah. just, you know, it doesn't take much. Go down to Trailhouse and, and walk in the door and talk to Barry, and he'll get you hooked up with a bike and somewhere to go and people to hook up with and that kind well, of stuff. Well, there you go. That's, there's a destination for somebody who's listening. When you when you when you're on thirty, and you get to Warsaw, turn left, head to Winona Lake. In the little village of Winona Lake, there is a bike shop called mm-hmm. the Trailhouse. Mm-hmm. That is a linchpin to the community, yeah. to the biking community. So yeah. go in, talk to Barry at the Trailhouse, and you will get connected to people who have a passion for outdoor activities, biking, right? And probably, if you're in that area, triathlons. Yeah, I'm surprised at how incredibly uh, connected our triathlon community is in this community because it they do run some serious and fantastic triathlons. Yeah, yeah. and they have the Winona Lake Triathlon every year. That's, yeah, it's a small one, but I don't know what you call them. But yeah, yeah. I've done it a few times. Yeah, how'd enough. you do? I finished. It, yeah, you didn't drive. <laughs> so I, I assume the first time I would do it, that would be the last time anybody spoke with me. Yeah. <laughs> I would be in the lake somewhere for yeah. a run. Uh, yeah, that was the hardest part was the swim. You know, That's the right. Swim. Yeah. But, uh, let's, uh, let's uh, as we wrap up here, and we, we have our signature question, it's going to be coming, but let's, let's pivot back to the schools. Um, going forward, you've mentioned ideas where you're wanting to go and all of that. Um, Tie it back to the community. What what do you need from your community? Yeah, uh, because and because you're you're Kosciuszko County native. This is where you're based. While we're doing the work down there, you're based here. What do you need out of your community? What would you like to see out of your community? And what's the what's the the next steps for you guys in this? Course? And make sure you put in your description in your explanation how people can get connected yeah. with you. Okay. Um, well, our, our goal is just to keep moving on, and uh, we already have one completed school. We want to build the high school within the next year or two um, for, these, for the elementary we have you know, for Hope Academy. And, uh, and then once that gets established in the next few years, just keep going. There's just the need is so great, and, and they're faith-based uh, schools, and so it's it's just Christ-centered where where the word gets out, and that's our whole goal with this is to reach kids for Christ, you know, and and their families, and it just spreads, and so change community through that way, and you can see big changes in the communities down there, um, and so we're just going to keep going with that. We also have a program where um, we hire women. We as I watch the, the I don't know how much time we have here, but as I watch the um, getting involved in the communities, these moms who, who have no skills, maybe at the most a third grade education, and they, and they have three or four kids hanging on them. And so their problem is feeding their kids. And, and, and so what ends up happening is they do things that aren't right. You know, they'll sell themselves or whatever. Or what eventually happens as the kids grow up they'll sell their daughters at eight nine ten years old you know that kind of stuff so as we watch this happening okay there's more going on here than just lack of education we need to get more involved and so we started a program it's called vita plena and and it's taken off and and where we hire these ladies hire a lot of the women in that have kids in our schools and and give them a job and and take care of them give them dignified employment you know um 
And, and so that's that's been a big thing that to help because that whole industry is it's it's very prevalent there because of the tourists, but uh, it's sad. It's just yeah. really sad. Okay. Um, so we want to we want to change the community. You can see the community changing. It's just growing up, you know, and and, and it's it's becoming more employed, and and they they they're fixing up their houses. They're just doing those kind of things that communities do when when uh, good things are happening. And so that's that's the whole goal. But we want to keep doing that, you know, keep going, you know, and until we just can't anymore. So. so how can people, if somebody wants to donate, how do they reach out to you? Um, well, we have a website, secondmilemissions.org, or that's our website, Second Mile Missions on, go online, Second Mile Missions. Okay, Second Mile Missions. Yeah, and there's a donate there. You can see the whole story there. You can read about it. You can see what's going on, um, that kind of thing. If they want to call me, I'm... I'm in the phone book. You don't have phone books anymore. <laughs> That's Rod Wildman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you want to get involved, give us a call. You, yeah. you know, there's a phone number on there to get a call. Call the office. And Are stuff there like any that. affiliations with local churches where if somebody could reach out to their, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, we are. I mean, our home church is Warsaw Community Church, and that's where we're based. Uh, uh, Nancy and I are based there, and a lot of people involved in the in the ministry go to Warsaw Community Church. So Nancy's your wife, yes, and yeah. she's the other founder. Yeah, okay. yeah. So that's yeah, yeah. and uh, um, so she would be. I mean, so that that church there, but if you called them up, they would know how to get hold of us. But okay. we're not affiliated. They're not. Right, I mean, right. they help us it's, out and they do stuff. But it yeah. could be another way yes. for somebody to get yeah. in contact with you yeah. if they want to. And it's a good church if you don't have a church. Yeah, it's a very good church. Shout out to WCC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, and so as we wrap up, it's time for the signature question. This is the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast, and if you've listened to any of these, you know what's coming, Ron. But uh, oh, he he gave the look. <laughs> <laughs> Episodes 1 through 30 are now available online. With your network. Uh, I'll look them up now. I will. I didn't know how to get home. The signature question we ask everybody that comes through here, it's called the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast. So we want to know what does Clearly Kosciuszko mean to you? I think, I think after talking to you guys and, and really thinking about it, which I haven't thought much about Kosciuszko County and, and what's here, it clearly Kosciuszko is be a great place to come to. And, and I always tell my kids now live in Colorado Springs because of the mountains, two of them. And, and we keep telling them it's a great place to raise your kids. It's a great place to just come back to. And of course they're in their twenties and they'll make it back. But, um, <laughs> uh, and it's just, it is, it's just a nice community to, you know, good schools, uh, all the everything here, and so clearly, Kosciuszko is a good place to live. Good answer, fantastic, fantastic. Rod, thanks for being with us today. And again, uh, the website secondmilemissions.com. He, he said something, com yeah. org. org. It's dot org. org. Oh, he's yeah. got it now. Dot yeah. org. If yeah. you type in second mile missions, it'll Look, pop it'll, up. Yeah, yeah. So, check that out. Uh, great organization to get hooked up with, and great organization. I'm proud to be able to say we have organizations like this, and, and Rod's yeah. not the only one, but organizations like this here on the ground in Kosciuszko County. Yeah. 80% of the resources, did you say, of the buildings came from there, and yeah. 90% of the sponsors, sponsors uh, uh, for the tuitions and things like that coming from Kosciuszko County. That, that's a great story. It's a good mission. Um, and it, like you said, it's, it's something to be proud of. Um, and you guys are doing good work. And for anybody who lists listening, 
Come check out the county and check out Second Mile Missions. Yeah. You know, they're doing good work over there, and, and it's a good thing to be a part of. All right. So we're going to wrap this up by saying thank you to Rod. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Jody, for joining us here again today. And we'll be back with another Clearly Kosciuszko podcast just right around the corner. So make sure you tune in. Have a great day, everyone. Clearly Kosciuszko is a countywide voice created in partnership between the Lilly Center for Lakes and Streams, Kosciuszko County Convention and Visitors Bureau, Kosciuszko Chamber of Commerce, and the Kosciuszko Economic Development Corporation. If you're seeking a day trip or a weekend getaway, a place to start your business, or a flexible location for a corporate conference, Clearly, Kosciuszko will connect residents and visitors with the right resource throughout the county. Thanks for listening.